0: Hey guys, my name is Emily Soon. If you don't know me, I'm the intern pastor here at New Philadelphia. And uh, I just finished my first month of internship. And during that first month, I actually had the privilege of going on missions already to Thailand with New Philly. And so I just got back and I'm going to share my testimony with you. Uh, I also wanted to say that I was really blessed during the Thailand trip because samo was with us. It was really, she's an amazing woman of God. She was there with us for the first half. And uh, I just had a huge faith-building experience because of her. And uh, I hope it blesses and honors you, you, And uh, I also hope that it blesses and honors my supporters, too. Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, so my, my testimony, I want to share the title with you because it, it'll help. It's called Mission Accomplished. And... Um, He's going to start reading it. Uh, God has anointed me to bestow a crown of beauty instead of ashes. That's the verse I got for you. This line was written at the top of my letter from my pastor, Pastor Christian. I read this on the plane thousands of feet in the air as I headed for Thailand. God quickly translated this verse to me as my mission statement for this trip. And truly, each time that I remained faithful to it, I felt like God turned the page to a a thrilling story. I considered this to be my first mission trip, and I felt like my heart was prepared for everything. The possibilities of poor living conditions, conflicts between teammates, or even falling ill. You name it. But nothing of this sort happened. There were three words that summed up our team, and it was one, healthy, two, loving, and three, unified. The days leading up to our departure, I also felt rested, healthy, and mentally strong. But suddenly, as I set to bed early the night before, my tinnitus, a constant ringing in my ear that was from a past accident, uh, began to flare up. Just when I felt like I couldn't pray myself out of it any longer, I grabbed my roommate, who in turn grabbed Pastor Christian and Pastor Aaron, uh, whom I'm currently residing with, uh, to pray for me. Pastor Christian commanded my ear to be healed in the name of Jesus, and the ringing died down to its normal pitch. But for the rest of the night, my sleep was disturbed with anxiety and bad dreams. But right before uh, the break of dawn, I had a dream that Pastor Christian had come in to say bye, and he had stuck his fingers in my ear, and then when he took them out, I was healed. And when I woke up, I actually thought this had happened until I realized that he he had not left the house yet. And so that couldn't have happened. And uh, what happened was, for the rest of the day, I just stubbornly refused to be distracted by the enemy and left for Thailand, determined to bestow a beauty instead of ashes. So on our first day of ministry, our team leader, Lisa, asked me to share my testimony. I would be the first to take the pulpit for the entire trip. But actually, this isn't what made me nervous. What made me nervous was... The testimony that I had prepared, Lisa told me not to share that testimony. And she told me to share my salvation testimony just, you know, moment, like 20 minutes before. And so um, it made me really nervous because I had felt like I had lost the passion and zeal in sharing my testimony. And I purposely didn't choose my salvation testimony. Um, while my testimony is one of the miraculous salvations uh, that God had done because he rescued me out of death, uh that amazed many but to me it just lost complete significance and so i cried out to god and he reminded me bestow a crown of beauty upon my people soon i began to realize that my testimony was not limited to just a miraculous salvation as i retold my test my story from the pulpit god started to deliver me from a powerful enemy a self-hating ugly spirit i grew up with constant lies telling me i was hideous But as I delivered my testimony, I felt God's mission being accomplished in a new way. I saw a crown of beauty placed on each face staring at me with tearing eyes. But I also saw God place a crown of beauty upon my own head. (laughs) In the midst of my testimony, something broke within me. And all of a sudden, I realized that I was beautiful. I don't think... Oh, that's when I was supposed to leave time for amens. (laughs) Uh, I don't think that that truth has ever been able to penetrate my heart. I even mustered up the courage to ask the audience at the end in a playful manner, I'm healed, aren't I pretty? (laughs) But this time I was asking this question not to receive affirmation, but to declare the truth of my emotional healing. That day my testimony had stomped on the enemy with the most power that it has ever had. On our way home from the Revival service on the bus, I was just casually touching my hair and my finger brushed by my right ear. And my ear began to burn. My right ear began to burn. This is where I have tinnitus. Uh, The numb feeling started to travel into half of my face. I literally would drool and I wouldn't even know. And so uh, I quickly shot up out of my seat and waved my arms around hysterically for our Pastor Aaron to come. And uh, she sat with me as half my face just lost complete feeling. We both knew that God was healing, so we just sat there allowing God to do his thing and uh, didn't want to rush him. Pastor Aaron then told me that she saw a vision of God putting his finger in my ear. She said, maybe God is tickling your ear. (laughs) But as soon as she said that, I immediately remembered my dream of Pastor Christian putting his finger in my ear. Later on that night, I looked at the passage on God healing the deaf man. Somehow I managed to miss the detail about God sticking his finger in the deaf man's ear to heal him. I had no idea that this is how God healed. This confirmed that all this was from God, and I was healed. On our way to central Thailand, I was in a state of immense peace. On the bus, I could barely hear the ringing in my ear. I wasn't completely sure because it needs to be dead silent in order for me to test it out. But on my last day, I did test it out, and I was jumping around the room with my buddy, and uh, it was gone. Yeah, and since then, you guys have to contend with me because even when I was preparing this testimony, only when I was preparing the testimony, I could hear it sh- shrieking in my ear, way louder than it used to be. So I just know it's a distraction, and I stand in faith by my healing. Okay? Um, But yes, on our way to central Thailand, I could hear no more uh, ringing and I was just so happy. As I was reflecting on my healing, I couldn't stop connecting. I couldn't stop connecting (laughs) it with the crown of beauty upon my own head, as I reflected on this verse, I began to realize that uh, it just doesn't belong to women, uh, it also belongs to men, and how could, I, how could I apply this to men? And so as I was thinking about this, I suddenly got a vision, and it was a man who had a bright yellow shirt, black pants, medium-length uh, medium black wavy hair, and uh, kind of gauzy uh, eyes, and um, half-gruffly-shaven facial hair. And so I wrote all of this down, and there was a potential that his name was um, Pido. Hey, PC, can I have a few more minutes? Okay. Uh, Pido. <laughs> I also got two Bible verses for him, and the. And a word for him, the word was that the sun does not rise and fall um, just so that he can get up and sit down every single day. But he's meant to dream dreams and he's meant to marvel at God's glorious light. And so I was determined to give him this message when I found him. The vision was so clear, I wrote each description down, including the date and time, tucked it in my back pocket so it was ready to be taken out whenever I would find this man, Pidong. And I always wondered, would I be able to bring out this piece of paper again? As we were midway through our mission trip, we ended up going to a revival service at a church called Nakhon Sawan Church. And when we were there, uh, it was located in the Thailand's Chinatown. So it was a really blessing being able to fellowship with people without a translator because I'm Chinese. Uh, but after I was done fellowshipping, I walked down the stairs, and right in front of me, right when I got there, there was my treasure. He had a bright yellow shirt, black pants, Wavy, black, medium length hair, wady, watery, hazy, bright eyes, gruffly shaven facial hair. His name was not Pidon, but it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Excitement shot through my body like electricity when I realized that I had found my treasure. I quickly grabbed Pastor Aaron and a translator and I was ready to deliver my word, but all of a sudden the translator said, Oh, he's deaf. As soon as that happened, me and Pastor Aaron looked at each other with bulging eyes. And we were just like, we know this man needs to be healed. Especially with my former testimony, I was ready to impart my healing. And so what happened was, it was too much of a rush. We didn't have any time. And so, and I didn't want to be that one that needed to contend for healing when everyone was leaving, you know. So we just prayed really, really quickly. And then found out that he would be there the next night. And so I was like, okay, it's going down tomorrow. And so we just contended. I contended for him all night, contended for him all day. And um, the next day when I saw him, um, I asked him, hey, how is your ear? He said, better. And so what happened was um, I ended up contending multiple times after that for him and even got permission to lay hands on his head, which is huge in Thailand. And um, I did a really Jehovah's sneaky move. And while I was laying my hands on his head, I went ahead and stuck my fingers in his ear. <laughs> Sadly, there was no significant healing, but nonetheless, we motioned God's words for him. And um, I believe that he was crowned with uh, not a crown of ashes, but with a crown of beauty. And um, I still contend for him today. Uh, I'm going to go really fast now for the light later part. But I was also asked to preach during this trip. I imagined for the first time that when I would preach, it would be at a church sanctuary. And I would I would not need a translation. And... Um, yeah, that it would, that I would have time to prepare. But what happened was I had no time to prepare. I was at a Buddhist elementary school and, um, it was nerve. It was really nerve wracking. I stood behind all the kids. And as our brother shared his testimony, I was a bit nervous, but all of a sudden, uh, the Holy spirit just came upon me and, um, I just walked out in boldness and I just heard God tell me bestow a crown of beauty upon each of my children. And so as soon as I heard that, I got a vision for the entire room, raising their hands to receive Christ to their hearts. And to be honest, I really didn't think it was possible. I thank God for filling me with boldness and uh, giving me a really high target to dream for, but I was just hoping to preach the gospel. <laughs> I was encouraged uh, that teachers were leaving the room and, and I was able to release more of the gospel. And then uh, by the end... Um, I just started prophesying, and I was able to lay hand or not lay hands, but I was able to just call people out, and I started prophesying over them in their native tongue. And so it was really a powerful time, and then at the end, when I just saw that the principal was out of the room, we just, you know, really Jehovah's Sneaky asked, hey, who wants to love Jesus? And everyone raised their hands, and it was, and then right when that happened, I just saw that vision that God had given me just moments before I took the stage. And so it was really amazing, and uh, I was in shock, but God really spoke to me and romanced me during this trip. And uh, not only did I receive my own crown of beauty, but God also used me to crown uh, many, many people that I encountered. Um, after three hours of that service at school, we left. Our team was bombarded with children approaching us for pictures and signatures. When young girls who were touched by my message came to me with admiration in their eyes, it reminded me of when I used to do beauty pageants. Back then, young girls used to ask me for my signature with their jaws dropped at the sight of a real princess because I was wearing a pageant crown. The young girls coming to me in Thailand, that had the same expression and admiration without me wearing a physical crown. This was proof that God had bestowed an eternal crown of beauty upon my head. Confident in wearing this crown of beauty allowed me to turn... Um, to in turn place a crown of beauty upon those who had seen only ashes. Thailand, mission accomplished.